From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged, roundtable discussion for the week of July 25th, 2012. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friend, Sean Thompson. Walter Eccles, Julie Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Therese Eccles, and Kathy Whirling back in the peanut gallery, and as always, Dustin West back on the controls. In this segment, we are going to celebrate, in our own inimitable style, the sixth anniversary of our show. And uh, it's, uh, it's actually it's, it's kind of cool that the show's going up on the actual sixth anniversary. That doesn't usually... <clears throat> happened that way, but it was July 25th of 2006 when we recorded our first roundtable episode. I believe it was Ricky, Corey, Bob, and I uh, were the ones at the table that week. I think John and Kevin were came on the next week. Correct. And then Julie came on in November. That was, and then not again until January. And then January. And uh, so it's... Uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting six years. I don't think any of us uh, thought the show would kind of grab traction the way it did. Uh, part of what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be sharing some of our uh, fond memories and best memories uh, from the show. And we've asked our listeners on Facebook and on the Disboards.com uh, podcast board. I don't know why I just had a, a moment there. To uh, call in as well, so we'll be taking some of your phone calls, and uh, you know all that good stuff. But it occurs to me, I you know I, I introduced Sean Thompson in the uh, the first segment that we did this week, uh, not realizing that I'd only introduced him when uh, we did the live show on mm-hmm. the ship. Sean is our newest team member. Uh, he is on board as one of our web developers, helping Corey out. So welcome to the team. Sean? Thank you. I think no one is happier than me to have you. (laughs) (laughs) You've had Sean? No. Oh. Wow. Wow. She went there. I mean that Corey is getting, you know, another Corey. Getting some help. Getting some help. I actually knew what you meant. Okay, good. Yeah, it'll be good to help out. Getting some help. So, uh, Sean is a longtime listener to the show. Yeah. When did you start listening? Maybe about three years ago. About three years ago. She didn't like us four years ago. No, that took me a while. Okay. We had to grow on him. Kind of grew on him. We're not for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like mushrooms. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, it's it's odd that, you know, the the last two people we've hired have been, you know, avid listeners to the show. And And they're mere children, too. They are. They're they're babies. They're younger than me. Yay, I'm no longer the baby. Dustin's about to turn 26 or 25, Sean. Yep. When do you turn 26? June. Next year, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you just turned 25. So I'm not the baby anymore. But, uh, <laughs> I'll be the baby. Can I be 24? <laughs> the, uh, I just lost what I was going to say. I just lost what I was going to say. Great thing for it to happen to a host, especially when we're trying to do a no-edit show. And that's what we are trying to do. So if, 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 the, last, uh, if the last show sounded a little... Uh, stop and start it's because we're not editing and we left some things in that we would normally have taken out but what are you gonna do it is unplugged raw it's raw unplugged (laughs) just unplugged unplugged (laughs) so six years six years of of doing this show and i have to be honest that uh you know i i i I don't know what i thought when we started it i i don't know what i expected i don't know that I expected much of anything. It just... I thought our families would listen. Oh, yeah. not even that. I, I <laughs> no, I knew our families weren't going to listen. Do any yeah. of our... I know mine doesn't. Nope. No, mine don't. No. Mine don't. don't no, that's it. not true. That's not true. My, my, my niece Robin listens. My nephew James and my niece Amy yeah, listen. Yeah, they do listen. And uh, They don't find us that interesting in person. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know my, my daughter listens, and I make her close the door, because I don't think it's funny the second time you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of times it's not oh, wow. funny the first time either, huh, Kathy? <laughs> no, you know, actually, 
you know, when I enjoy listening to the show is when I'm traveling mm. and I don't, you know, I wasn't there for the recording. And uh, so, and actually I'm, I'm very excited about next week's show because uh, Dustin, John and Kevin and Walter and I are not going to be here and Dustin is going to be hosting the show. Yeah, that should be interesting. It should be very interesting. And I'm going to judge you harshly. <laughs> Great. Uh, so just so you know. We already have our scorecards printed out. Yeah, really. And uh, Are you going to host it from back there in the Roz Doyle control room? Or are you going <laughs> to come up here and sit at the I, table? I have, a, I have a feeling that I'm just going to set it and then forget it. And then go sit at Pete's um, seat. If that's okay with you. He's, uh, I'm usurping. He, he's, yeah, he's the usurper. <laughs> um, and, uh, but... Uh, so yeah, that should be that should be. I'm gonna look forward to that. But I, I normally don't listen back to the show. I it makes mean, me very self conscious. I don't like listening to myself. See, I don't mind listening to myself anymore in terms because of the show that you know I had to edit it for years and right. right. So I was always I got kind of got used to it. But uh, you know when I think about listening to the show, I'm like I was there for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Why am I going to listen to it again? I was part of the conversation. Right. But I, if, 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 well, anyway, it has nothing to do with the anniversary. I do want to talk about some of our, our, our favorite moments over the last six years. That's kind of the point of, of this show. So let me start with Kevin. No. Do you have any, <laughs> do you have any favorite moments, Kevin? I do. There are, I can't pinpoint one. But as we grow and as this continues to go on... I think the thing that impresses me most is the support and the love that comes through when things aren't great. Right. I understand that it's great when we're giving away vacations and prize matron things and everybody loves us. It always is a little overwhelming when things aren't going well and people still are supportive and loving. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to make that sound like I'm surprised by it, I think I'm just more appreciative of it. Appreciative. I can't say yes. appreciative. Appreciative. Thank you. Of it now than I used to be. Right. It was overwhelming at first. And now I don't ever want to think that I've taken it for granted, but I think I've come to become more dependent on it, that that's going to be there. And I think I really need to say thank you to everybody who does it because it's, it's an amazing feeling to have that level of support. And it's not just for me. I mean, just recently it was Corey. Mm-hmm. And it could be any of us. Right. So I think that's a really big deal to me. I agree. I agree. That's probably one of the most uh, wonderful things to have come out of the, out of the I mean, a lot, of, a lot of great things have come out of the show. I agree. A lot of great things have come out of the show. I mean, I think it's changed at least how we work for all of us. I mean, it's just added this whole other dimension to what we do and... Uh, one member of the team who is not here with us uh, today, uh, Corey, because he's still recovering from the plague, apparently. <laughs> uh, Julie came uh, prepared with one of uh, Corey's favorite moments yes. from the show. Um, his favorite moment is the first podcast meet that we ever did at the Swan Dolphin. And he says that he loves all the meets that we do. But the first time uh, that we had a meet is when our listeners became real for him. You know, he actually got to see the people who were, you know, entertained by us and liked to listen to us each week. So before then, they only existed online and getting to know them and meet our listeners is a personal highlight for him. Um, He says whether it's at a meet, on a cruise or even in the parks. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Let's go ahead and take one from one of our listeners. Uh, We're not doing the call screening this time, so I have no idea who's holding for us. But let's find out. You can hang up, right? (laughs) Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Who am I talking to? Hi. Hi. Who is this? Victoria. Victoria. Oh, it's my niece Victoria. My grandniece Victoria. Oh. Um, yeah. What's that your water? I was calling in to say my story, but Victoria just woke up and wanted to say hi. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. Hey, baby girl. So, how are you, Amy? Hi. I'm very well. How are you? Good. Good. So, what's your favorite moment from our show? Well, my favorite, my real favorite moment is um, 
when you guys actually um, first started doing it. Um, when you guys were actually first starting it up and just seeing everything that you guys have done and then learning over the last six years about everything that has to do with Disney and getting my Disney fix and, you know, actually being able to be prepared to plan a real full trip. That's real my, my favorite real moment listening to you guys so, all. Have you been listening from the beginning, Amy? But yeah. Okay. I wasn't aware of that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do we you know your them. family at all? Do you know anything about them? <laughs> Apparently, Apparently not. No. Apparently not, no. But that's great. Well, um, I'm glad you called in and, and give my uh, give the little baby girl a kiss for me. I will. All right. We'll talk to you later. Alrighty. All right. Thank you for that, Amy. Uh, Teresa. Yes. I'm here. What you about your favorite, favorite moment? moment? Yeah. Um, my favorite thing that's happened, it would be meeting all the people that have widened my world all over the, you know, we've got, I've, I can say I've got friends all over the world now. And I love every one of them. Right, but is there, a, is there a specific moment? There is moment? a specific moment that on the show that is my favorite moment, and unfortunately it involves John. Um, <laughs> the day, and I don't remember what show it was, the day he gave Kathy her African name. Oh, yeah. I almost peed my pants. <laughs> and it's, it stands out for me. It's just, I didn't it, it was give a her that name. Moment. That's her name. <clears throat> okay, well, whatever. But but it just it just shows... I can't believe I'm saying this about John. It shows his quick wit, and it just—I'm not saying this to be a suck up or anything, but it just—it's true. I mean, no one else is as funny as John. Is as funny Thank as John and much. pulls That's this true. crap out of nowhere. And appreciate that. <laughs> so anyway, there's most a lot of, my of duds moment. along the way to get to that. Yeah, and he makes things. me cry so much. It just that ticks me off. But that's <clears> yeah. That's for me. There's a whole thread on the podcast board right now dedicated to John yeah. one-liners. Which is really funny. It's all my mistakes are their favorites. Remember when he said this and screwed up? <laughs> He's you so have funny. a list, though, don't you? Honestly, you, you, you catalog this stuff in your brain for later use. Is that what you do? Yes, that's exactly what I do. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> I can barely remember how to get here. <laughs> do you think I remember a joke? John is directionally challenged. I am. I am. All right, let's go back to the phones and see who else we have coming up next. I feel like Oprah. Who do we have on the phone now? Well, I'm not Oprah. It's Jack Bergen. Hey, Jack. How are you? I'm fine. How are y'all? Doing great. Doing Doing Jack. I've got to say buongiorno. Buongiorno, Jack. Jack is JCB on the boards, and he was on our Italy Adventures by Disney Italy trip. So, So, Jack, what is your favorite moment from the last six years? Well, from a purely selfish standpoint, it certainly has to be Kevin's re-review of BOMA. That meant so much to me as a father for him to sit down, he and John, to sit down with my daughter and her new husband and do that review. Uh, so that's an easy choice for me. <laughs> we really had a good but, time with uh, Abby and Mackenzie. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, I just wanted to thank you guys for the six years and how much it's Help me just understand humanity better from knowing all of you and then hearing Bob all those years. Uh, my, my initial impression was Bob is how on earth did they let this guy near a microphone? Yeah, that's, I said that every show. <laughs> and, and, then, and then I realized how endearing that was, you know, very soon with everything he did. So mm. just wanted to call and say congratulations and thank you all very much for. A wonderful time. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Jack, because, you know, the um, the show in its current form was uh, very much inspired by and very much worked on by Bob. When, uh, when the first version of the show didn't work and we had to go back to the, you know, kind of go back to the drawing board, uh, this was the kind of thing that Bob had always wanted to do. Bob had, uh, we've mentioned it before many times, so I know you know it, but you know Bob had had a cable access show in Massachusetts for a while called World of Mickey that he did with uh, his stepson, Matt. And from the first time, I think, I'm pretty sure it was the first time I ever met Bob, that was part of the conversation that he, you know, we should do a, a show like that on the web. And this was back in, you know, what is it, 99? 
And so it was like, you know, un- unheard of then. But, you know, you're right. Uh, Bob, uh, Bob, may, you know, may not have been the most obvious choice to be to put on a microphone. But uh, what I've loved about this is none of us are professionals. None of us have any training or background in this. And uh, we just were authentic in ourselves and it came through and people responded. And I can't think of a higher form of validation. Do you remember Bob used to pull papers out of his bag mm. and every single word and on the par- paper and, was highlighted? And other parts of his body, yeah. But every single word was highlighted. And we would say to him, Bob, doesn't that defeat the purpose of the highlighter? <laughs> yeah. Right. But he would color every inch of that page with yellow highlighter. He would. And you'd think, no one else. You say, you know, you think back and you think, well, Bob might not have been the most likely choice not to be flipped, but it was all we had. You know, yeah. we dealt with what we have and what we have now. You go to war with the army you have. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it, we've lucked out because we have incredible people we around do. us. We do. Who have all stepped up to the challenge and, you know, done it. So I think it's great. So, well, thanks very much for calling in, Jack. I really appreciate it. Say hi to Kathy for You're us. You're welcome. Sure will. All right. Take care now. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Let's see who we have next. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hi, Pete. Hi, this is Denise Trewicki from Olathe, Kansas. I'm JPEKA65844 on the board. I'll remember that. <laughs> Hi, Denise. <laughs> I know. <laughs> is that like your social security number? <laughs> no, it's that terrible AOL random handle they used to give you when you would first sign up for AOL. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, you're yeah, old. Yeah, and it just stuck. <laughs> and I started to get it actually one time about changing my Diz name, so maybe someday I'll get it changed and it won't be so terrible. <laughs> Denise is from the geographic center of nowhere. She's from... that. I went on a trip one time with a dentist, and he was from that same area, and that's what he used to tell us. I'm from the geographic center of nowhere. So, Denise, what is your favorite moment of the show for the over the last six years? Well, you know, as I was thinking about the show and when you guys started, I, I kind of thought, I think I have been listening from the very beginning. I didn't know it was the very beginning when I started listening to the show. And I think I must have listened to one of your first one or two episodes. Um, and I remember one of the very first episodes I listened to was kind of an introduction to who all of you were. And you went around the table and you introduced yourselves and you talked about um, what brought you to Disney and, and kind of what your love for Disney meant for you. And Pete, you had a really candid um, reaction to that. And you were so honest with your listeners about who you were and um, kind of the struggles that, that you'd gone through and what Disney meant for you out, out of all that. And I just thought that was so great that this group of people who were strangers to all your listeners are sitting there sharing these things with us. And, and I would imagine there were, you know, listeners feeling the same way as you. And I just think that was so neat for you to be sharing from the very beginning about who you all really were and, and, and what you meant. I loved it that you never sugarcoated anything about Disney and, um, you were always very honest about, about what you felt. So kind of from that very first episode I listened to, I, I was hooked. Um, it was just listening to a bunch of honest friends talking about Disney. So I think that's what makes you guys really special. That's sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I, I know we, we, we discussed in the beginning uh, what, how we would approach that. How, how would we approach talking about ourselves and, uh, I think just kind of happened naturally, though. It just is how we are anyway when we're in our regular lives, not on the mic. I couldn't imagine not doing that, though. Yeah. Could you imagine that? Okay, no, don't there, talk about this. Well, there was, there was a period. There was a period uh, with, you know, talking about Bob. <laughs> there was a period in the early part of the show that Bob would kind of break into this, like these pre planned shticks. <laughs> and. I had said to him, I said, you know, I, I appreciate what you're going for, but you don't have to do that. Just be authentic. Just be yourself. And whatever it is at the moment, be that on the mic. And, and people are going to respond to it because people always did. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly what happened. That's, that's when exactly you started getting those moments like 
Mojito when he, you know, yeah. honestly thought that's how you said it and, <laughs> yeah. and different things like that, which, you know, a lot of my favorite moments are Bob moments. Oh, um, yeah. I'm not going to actually talk about those, but I'm, I think because everyone enjoys those moments. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a, there was a ton. <laughs> I used to tease Bob. And I don't think people understood at the time that Bob was in on the joke. Oh, yeah. They thought I was torturing him in some way. And I used to post on the boards, Bob and his family spent Christmas dinner with John and I. And we traveled together. And we spent every Saturday night out together. And we teased him then, too. Right. And it was not like we treated him any differently. We teased him mercilessly then, too. But People used to get so upset with they us. They did. We used to, I used to get hate mail. Yeah. Leave Bob alone. And I'd think, well, but that's why people listen. Because there is that interaction. Right. Right. So. So yeah, it's um, but I appreciate that. I, I, I thank you for uh, for calling in and, and and telling us that. Well, thank you very much, guys. All Thanks, right. Denise. Take care, Denise. Bye. Bye. Wow, seventy four people have gotten a busy signal. Um, let's uh, go ahead and see if we can clear up some more lines. It's like Microsoft support. It is. <laughs> oh, it looks like we have someone calling in from New Jersey. Who is the? Uh, let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, who do we have? Hi, hi, Pete. Hi, gang. Uh, Pete Walter, and I'm not remembering me. This is Patrick and Nina and Ethan. Oh, yes, Patrick. We Um, just had dinner with Patrick and his uh, family last night at the California Grill. Great times, great times. But uh, but I I did want to call in and and share um, and share uh, share share my my particular favorite moment of of the past six years. And there was, of course, a lot of funny moments and a lot of interesting, informative moments also, but there was one particular time that I actually got chills listening to it. And uh, I don't know if this, this was mentioned, but when you guys had your first uh, po- uh, podcast cruise, I-, I was not on that. I wasn't on any of them. But um, when you introduced that live show and you said, um, this is the, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged, and you heard that standing ovation. Well, at least it's what it sounded like over the, uh, over the Internet. It was this ovation and all these cheers uh, from um, from the live audience. It was like um, it was like it was it was it was like the culmination of your of your success. You know, it was real. All these years of hard work, and, and you finally made it, and, and you got instant feedback. And I, I kind of felt that for you guys. And uh, it's really that's like our congratulations to you um, of what an awesome awesome job you guys have done. Wow, wow, that's uh, that actually was a, a great. Uh, a great experience that first show on the ship to be able to record the podcast not, not just being able to record the podcast you know that first one was the Buena Vista uh, theater on the on the wonder but to have the live sure. audience there and, and to get that to get that instant feedback uh, doing the show was a very surreal experience for us mm. uh, at least for me I can't speak for everybody but it was it's kind still of, is for me yeah. yeah it's very surreal when we do that but it's awesome I mean it's a it's a wasn't our first live podcast the one at Gaylord Palms? Yeah, that was yeah. Be like- well. That was yeah, that was the first. Uh, but yeah, we didn't have an, a real audience no. for that. We were, I mean, we went actually, but that actually went out live. That was the only time we ever did a live show. We did that on Diz Radio. But uh, as far as like you know, doing the podcast, no, I just say, and I, well, I just was going to mention the difference. It was so uncomfortable that day. It was just. I was so uncomfortable. At the Gaylord Palms, yeah. yeah. It was so different. We were all sitting in a line. We couldn't see each at other. At a ticket counter. It was like in a kiosk or something. It was well, that, really that's the hard part bizarre. of doing them on the, sh- on, on the ship as well is that, you know, we're used to, I mean, like, like right now we're literally sitting around a round table and I can see everybody. And, we yeah, can and all, I like that. I we like can being all able see to each see other. everyone. Well, and it's we, also the cues you take. It's right, the, exactly. Know. We work off each other. And when we're doing the shows on the ship, and I know people enjoy them, especially, you know, when they're there. But for us, it's really difficult because we are so used to seeing each other and talking to each other and kind of getting Making visual eye cues. contact. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's different. It's very different. But uh, it's still it's, it's exciting. We don't get to do it all the time. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite moments, though, over the last six years, since Patrick brought this up, is, uh, was when we actually did it from the Walt Disney Theater. That was, for me, a great experience. I mean, that's a beautiful theater. It bears Walt's name. And we were the first podcast to do that. I don't think any other podcast has done it since. I don't know. That's when we, we walked out, right? Like, from behind. Yes, right. we walked out, yeah. Yep, we had like ent- we had music and entrances. Yeah. Wait, and- do you see what I have planned for you for Diz Cruise 1.0? Oh, I can imagine. He's going to make me do it on a zip line. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be great. But, uh, um, Patrick, what's your last name? 
I have it. Okay, good. Because I'm it. like, I don't know. <laughs> I have his information. Don't worry. Um, but uh, had a great time uh, with you last night, Patrick. I had it a was, wonderful time. It was a great meal. Oh, same, same. It was great. It was so great uh, to meet you and, and you your had family. the best behaved little boy in the world. Oh, the, uh, the most adorable, best oh, behaved six-year-old child you have ever seen oh, in your life. Oh, thank you. Who sat through that. <laughs> thank you. Like I said. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. He, he sat through a two and a half hour meal, coloring, playing with his toys, eating his food. Just he was just a little he was angel, wonderful little angel. Well, like we said, um, uh, his his mom and I are not are not great cooks, so uh, he's used to eating out and nothing for crayons. All right, but the, uh, thanks for the uh, great times, six years, and, and, and the meal last night, and uh, many more. Okay, congratulations, guys. Absolutely, thank you so much, Patrick. Yeah, we had a great meal at California Grill last night. Absolutely great meal. It was fantastic. Got a chance to get in there before the rehab. Yeah. 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 I think we got to try. Well, uh, Patrick, yeah, Patrick actually had uh, been very generous in uh, donations to Give Kids the World. He bought some of our uh, auction item stuff, and I wanted to wanted to thank him. And uh, we, you know, went out to dinner, and uh, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. But I got to tell you too. Just has nothing to do with six years, but I ate my first meal in Blue Zoo Friday night. Unbelievable. I, we like Blue Zoo. Corn I'm and surprised. I, apologize for interrupting. Sorry. You. Just I, I'm surprised you found something you like. It's very fish heavy. There's no, no not, not anymore. There's a lot of non. Half the stuff. menu, half the entree menu wow. is is non seafood. Half the. Entree I was surprised, menu is John, how much non seafood they had. And it was, mm-hmm. and usually when you go to a seafood place and eat non seafood, you get kind right. of crappy food. No, we gotta go back then. Go back. Always and do absolutely. Phenomenal! I got to tell you, one of the best meals I've ever had, and it was it was terrific. But that's for another show. But uh, so let's uh, let's go to you, Sean. Yeah, of so, the six uh, minutes you've been with us, what's, <laughs> what's your, your favorite? Hold, part? hold on a second. We need to bring his mic up a little bit. He's he's low. But he's been listening, so he should yeah, have yeah, a favorite a, moment. Yeah, yeah. say low or slow. He missed the first three years. <laughs> so uh, I think it's not a show moment, but last August when we uh, had the Disney at the Polynesian, and I got to meet John and Kevin, oh, uh, yeah. Julie and Corey, and uh, Kathy and Teresa, too. Oh, and Dustin, actually. That's when Ferris attached to William. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the best. That was a fun time. It was a good time. It was time. a good time. Yeah. yeah. I don't really remember that night. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The yeah, first thing, I walk up to Dustin. I'm like, hi. I'm like, I'm Julie. Introduce myself. He goes, I've had too much to drink. <laughs> I was wow. like, okay. Nice I to meet you, too. Nothing like honesty. Yeah. I apparently found him earlier in the evening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was coherent when I talked to him. Well, I can hold it. Yeah. I'm like all right. Four beers that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the meats that go on have been, have been some, some amazing highlights, not just for the last six years, but... Over the 15 years we've had the site, I mean, you know, we were doing meets uh, long before the show. And uh, that's, uh, that's where you start to get an idea of the kind of community we have and the kind of people that come to the site and listen to the, listen to the show. And, uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, thanks to that poly meet, I've got two new people yeah, a year later. And uh, yeah. so... Now, now you know what's going to happen at every meet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Job secrets. They're going to come with their resumes. Oh, yes, ready to hand them out. But uh, so that's great. Thank you. Thank you very much for that, Sean. Let's. Uh, we have another New Jersey, or it looks like here. Let's uh, see who this is. Hi, this is Danielle from New Jersey. Hello, hey, Danielle, Danielle from New Jersey. Yeah. How are you doing today, guys? Good. Good. How, How are, are you? you doing? Are you on the Real Housewives? Oh, oh just wonderful. I'm glad oh. you got in. <laughs> <laughs> John wants to know if you're on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. No, 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 and I don't know anybody like that. <laughs> <laughs> I do, unfortunately. I'm, I'm related to some. Exactly. Ah, uh, well, that's a little bit more north than me. Not too much, but just a little bit. So, tell me your uh, favorite moment from the last six years. My favorite moment was the day Bob tried to bring you Dole Whip. Oh, oh yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Remember that well. I never laughed so hard. I wanted to beat him with that cooler. <laughs> you read a cooler garbage. And everybody at home, they wanted their Dole Whips, too. I, I will never forget. For those who, uh, who, who, don't, who had not heard that episode, Bob came in and did a piece on the show uh, making us believe that he had a, co- a cooler 
full of doll whips. So we're kind of like waiting patiently for him to whip out the doll whips. And he had a cooler full of garbage. He had eaten the, the doll whips and just brought us back the empty containers. And I was like, I mean, that reaction that you heard on the show, that was, that was a real reaction. That was an honest to God. Are you kidding me? You brought me garbage? Because not only that, before we start taping, oh, and before really, it starts... Really cracked me up. Oh, my goodness. It reminds me of something my grandfather would have done. And so I must listen to that episode a million times because it just cracks me up every time. What happens is before we start rolling, Bob does that thing. I got something. Wait till you see what I have. Oh, yeah. You can't wait. I can't wait to show you what I have. You won't believe this. This is great. And you think, okay, it's going to be great. But I don't want anybody to think that any of this is rehearsed. We sit down, and before the show, we discuss what topics are we going to talk about. But we've learned from past experience that if we have the discussion before the show, we've kind of already discussed it. It's hard to get that excitement back. So other than we're going to discuss topic XYZ, we don't really discuss any of the details of it. So, so there's no know. rehearsal. Yeah, there's no rehearsal for it. And that was an absolutely uh, that was an absolute spontaneous moment, and you know Bob, you know that that was Bob doing shtick. That's Bob doing his shtick. But uh, but he also knew we were all going to come across the table and smack the daylight exactly. out. Oh, exactly. That's why he did it. He, that's why he did it. It was you know he loved to do that. But uh, yeah, that that was uh, that's funny. I I'd forgotten about that. That's that was definitely a great Bob moment. But I appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much. Thanks for taking my call. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. All right. So what about Kathy? My favorite moment from the show is the time that John, Kevin, and I went over to Epcot to cover the opening of Via Napoli. Oh, my God. And I had been outside, and, you know, they had a nice little ceremony, and I came inside, and there was John and Kevin, and... They just look beat, and because we know. had followed, ran after Jason Garcia <laughs> in the park, and I'm there like, well, I took the shuttle, and John, you know, <laughs> said the there was a shuttle, <laughs> and it's like I, I felt bad after that because you know there actually might have been an expletive in John's original yeah. reaction, but you you I'm just sure both was. you just both look so like overwhelmed. Well, you had walked up and we were sweating. Just really badly sweating, and you walked up, and they had just shut off a confetti cannon. So John and I were standing there like howler monkeys, picking confetti off each other. And Kathy walks up, you know, in her cool summer, summer outfit. Right. She's not sweating. No, no. They well, dropped her off. Isn't right. this great? No. <laughs> and, I hate and this place. My other favorite moment is every night when the ice cream man comes through, I think of John going, talking about the, um, here's your rocket bar, you fat cow. <laughs> because the ice cream <laughs> man plays bar, the cow mooing. And I think of that every night when it comes through my neighborhood. There's a rocket bar, you fat cow. A mooing ice cream truck is just a deterrent. As far as <laughs> that's that's the excitement in No Name Town is you know I because we have cows in the field behind us. Yeah, but the us. ice cream man blows the cow. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. Sound didn't well, want to go there. <laughs> you're never going to live that down. You're never going to live that down. <laughs> but all right, cool. Thank you, Kathy. What about you, Mister West? Um, yeah, uh, well, you kind of already talked about that, the, the first live show, the caller talked about that. Um, so I listened back to the shows a lot before I, you know, started working with you, and now I listen to it live. Um, but I would, you know, re-listen to the old shows, and I really, um, enjoyed the moments where you would, like, make predictions or, um, allude to changes in the show coming up and seeing if those things over time actually came true. All times we told lies. Yeah, I'll see how much oh, you were actually lying. All of your lies are what he likes. Like, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know, for example, um, like early on, Kevin, you talking about um, just rumors and stuff like that, and then going back and listening to see if those things actually came true. I know a lot of our listeners listen back, so I'm sure that, you know, they understand that. There's a dynamic that I didn't expect. People will say to us, 
well, do you remember when you said this? And I think to myself, it's no. akin to me watching Will and Grace. <laughs> right. I can recite Will and Grace yeah. episodes pretty much verbatim, but I watch them over and over and over again. People apparently keep episodes of the podcast on their iPhones, iPods, whatever, and listen to them more than once. Yeah. And they'll say to me, well, do you remember when you said this? And I think, oh, I really don't. But I guess I might have. It sounds like something I might have. <laughs> really? And you me. stand there and it puts you in a position of, oh, I, I look like a fool because I don't really remember that as well as you do. It's okay. Six years of shows, you're allowed to not remember. Right. Because I don't go back. <laughs> and I don't have a single one of our episodes on my iPod or on No, I have iPhone. every one of them. I on your one. iPhone? Oh, yeah. Wow. I have the you, entire library. Well, like, at least on my, on my Mac, I, have, I probably have about two years worth on my iPhone. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Do you go back and listen to them? I do go back and listen to certain ones sometimes just when I'm doing some research or The only like that, time but. I've ever gone back and listened to a show was when somebody said I said something, which I don't think I said. I'll go back and listen to a show because sometimes these are edited. And I think, was it edited to make it sound differently? And I don't usually say things I don't mean, so... How, how accurate were we, Dustin, with our predictions and our stuff we talked about coming true? Were we ninety <laughs> percent? Um, Come on, hundred percent? How good were we? Especially with the rumors, yeah. I mean, you'll you'll hear Kevin say it all the time. I told you about this two years ago, mm-hmm. so you know he's, he's usually dead on. Um, it it's just I don't know. It's it's kind of funny to me to go back and and listen to. Oh, yeah. what did you what did you what did you hear and think? What do you mean? I mean, like wait, like. You're talking about going back and hearing like which ones? Well, like um, things that were coming up. Yeah, like Project X. You know, going back and listening to that, like the second time around. I know what Project X is, so I was in on the secret this time around. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Okay. Is there a specific moment though from the last six years? I I didn't prepare for this. (laughs) Uh, It was the assignment. I just say we all got the assignment at the same time. (laughs) I wrote general (laughs) notes. Everybody Um, get out your report cards for Dustin. (laughs) Doesn't listen. Somebody's Uh, getting a U for unsatisfactory. I can can tell you personally uh, about, it was in late 2008, you guys played a voicemail of mine. And that was a pretty high moment for me. Yeah. You were 11? Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Thank you, Dustin. I'm not to joke about being 11, but I just had a moment on a cruise where we I ran into a very nice young man and had no idea who he was. Gibson, and it was Gibson. Yeah, that's because he's a giant now. Well, Gibson used to send us drawings, and he was a kid. A, a young preteen kid, and mm-hmm. I ran into him on a cruise, and Gibson has turned into a man. Yeah, I have not aged a single day. <laughs> Gibson has gotten older and taller. Yeah, so it was very cool. It kind of put things in perspective to see that Gibson has grown up with us. He's adorable. He is a good guy, and that's true for there's a, quite a bunch of kids who listen to the show yep. who have grown up, and you sort of meet them later. It's only just because that was the, that's the one right. I re- that stood out just recently. Cool. Thank you. All right. Let's take another call. See what we have here. Hello. Hello. Who am I talking to? Good afternoon. This is Michael Landman from Miami, Florida. Hey, Michael. Hi, Michael. Mike. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. So what is your favorite um, moment from the last six years? My favorite moments, and there, there have been a few, are your rants. I love your rants. And uh, not just because it's, it, it shows your passion for Disney. It shows that, that you love uh, the parks and the, uh, the history behind uh, the whole organization. And to see, to see it uh, uh, decline or things that go wrong... Uh, it's wonderful to see that, that some people still have the passion that things can be better. And that's one way to look at it. I always thought it was an emotional disorder. <laughs> They're really great if you're not sitting next to them. <laughs> oh, who knows how to start them better than you? I know. I There's nobody that. that winds them up like you do. <laughs> Although I really, I actually, I... I went back and listened to last week's rant, and it was really funny. Uh, I made I made myself laugh. <laughs> that was really that was really funny. 
So let's, uh, let's, let's recap. He listens to the shows. He has them on tape. And he laughs at himself. And he laughs at himself. <laughs> Does anyone else picture this as a continuous loop? <laughs> I'm so great. But, uh, okay, I just completely lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, Michael. <laughs> I just I just derailed myself. Um, we actually enjoy Pete's rants too. Don't get us wrong. We like I, I especially like to see what I can put out there. And you know what's funny? You surprise me. Like I'll say something in the news and I think, oh, this is going to get him. And you're like, eh, nothing. Eh. Yeah. And then something or somebody will say something that you don't think is going to set you off, and then that sets you off. Yeah, you never know. Never I'm unpredictable. Know. I'm unpredictable. But. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's just it's funny that I became known for the rants. That's that's funny to me. But you know, they're not and they're not they're not ever planned. They're not ever planned. Mm-hmm. It's you know, I can't plan that. It's just, you know, it just happens. It's like last week, that was a great example. I mean, when when Kathy said people on the boards were upset because there were make-believe peanuts in the cement because they kid saying that kids were going into shock. Because there were like, you know, people, there were people complaining against services that their kids were getting sick because of the peanuts and the cement. I mean, come on. Do you know what, though? But people used to, I remember when we used to go in the early 70s, people always reported that there was a cabin on fire if you took the train around the park. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, I, I understand that it's kind of silly, but I also think if my child had a life or death situation, if I saw that, your first gut reaction is, don't go near it. And then it takes you a while. We just recently sat outside of um, Cosmic Rays and sat there and realized there's a drain pipe with a little tiny frog built into the end of the drain pipe. And Fake I don't frog. know if that's to keep out other animals from climbing up the I'm drain sure. pipe yes. or if it's just Imagineer whimsy. But three adults stood there, and I finally went over and poked it with a straw to see if it moved. <laughs> So I think, but move, it's frog, very, move. it's very lifelike, and it's sitting right. It's across from, I don't know the, that. Oh, oh, the uh, little those, drinky place. Yeah, the swirly, yeah. the swirly drink thing, the swirly ice cream thing. But if you sit there, there's a drain pipe with a little frog in it, and I thought it was a real frog. So I can understand that people thought the peanuts were real. I don't know how they thought they lasted this long already, and they look like real peanuts. But this looks like a real frog. But to go to guest services and tell them that my my child is having an allergic reaction to I the mean, peanuts in the cement. Come on, I mean, it's Disney. You, they're they're not going to make you, you know. But do you do you hear the words coming yeah. out of your mouth when you say stupid stuff like this? They could be it's, allergic to concrete. <laughs> it could be. Then you but, need to stay in your home. <laughs> but needless to say, we are now completely off track. But thanks, thanks very much for calling in, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you, and have a great time in California uh, next week. Oh, I can't Thank wait. You. Can't Thanks. wait. Take care now. Okay. Bye. bye, Michael. Whoops. And let's see who we have next. Someone who's been waiting a half an hour to talk to us. Who do I have? Hey, guys. It's Matt Dobrovolsky. Hey, hey Matt, Matt. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. Doing good. good. Doing good. So tell us, what was your favorite moment of the last six years? Ooh. Well, you know, thinking about it for the last couple of minutes, definitely Kevin's dining reviews. Because those are, they get you to understand, you know, if the restaurant is good or not, and then make good assumptions from there. So definitely those guys... And then I was thinking of something else in the meantime, and it has to be spooktacular. <laughs> that took all of us Definitely by surprise. <laughs> what was even more surprising is that he was sitting on that for a year waiting yeah. to do it. <laughs> well, well, I think really? <laughs> oh, man. I think what's so funny is that Walter's kind of low-key. Yes. yes. And he doesn't usually say stuff like that. So that's what... It, that's what made me laugh. It was so out of character for him. Right. Now, I was thinking of Kevin that morning because that's when I came, you know, everyone started laughing. I'm like, I don't want to get out of character. And Kevin was like, he doesn't want to get out of character. And then, I mean, it was just, it was funny. I enjoyed that, that show. Now, is there a specific dining review, Matt, that you remember or you really liked? Shutters. Oh, yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely that. <laughs> We're actually going to go back there sometime in the near future. Oh, absolutely. You have to. Oh, no. Shutters oh. the return. Why? 
<laughs> we have to go back <laughs> and see if it's if it's as really, awful as it was that yeah. one night. See, when we plan, <laughs> when we go out to dinner, it's like, where do you want to go eat? Let's do a dining review. And your immediate reaction is, go to all of the good places. Mm. Go to Narcissus. Go to Gico. Go to Citrico's. Go to California Grill. And then, you know, you think to yourself, well, we really have to try every place. That was just a disaster. I'll, t- I'll tell you guys, when you did the Art of Animation review, we were listening to that on the drive down in June. And then when we got to Disney, we said, let's go to Art of Animation. We went right for the food court. And I must say, that was great over there. I was really impressed with what they've done there. I've impre- um, I hope that that level of excitement and involvement stays with the cast members. I hope it doesn't become an hourly, I'm going to do this until I get to go home job because they were all very excited and mm-hmm. very involved in what they were doing. And the level of food they were serving was better than a food court needs to be. I agree. Because, I mean, it's something like that um, where, you know, you're getting the silverware and stuff like that, whereas if you go somewhere else, you're getting the paper plate. And, you know, they did the same thing in Cars Land at uh, Flo's V8 Cafe. You know, I was amazed that they were giving us silverware with us. (laughs) Speaking of that, apparently there are several threads on the board Apparently, Disney has taken all the printing and characters off their napkins. And if you thought people were upset about the peanuts in the sidewalk, you ought to read what the people have to say about the napkins being plain brown paper. It has ruined people's vacations. People take those home as souvenirs. One lady posted. Okay, well, I don't know. I'm going to say something I'm not going to (laughs) say. And I suppose if you're taking home a year's worth of napkins as a souvenir, Disney has to cut costs somewhere. (laughs) Exactly. I don't want to confess, but I was one of those people when I lived in Pennsylvania. I took home napkins, and I took home, um, like, the silverware, the plasticware. And every six months or so, we'd have, like, a Disney dining at home. And we found, not too long ago, we found a set at our house. And we thought that was a really big deal because we had, like, antique Disney plasticware. (laughs) Wow. Okay. You don't get out much, do you, Kathy? That's just sad. That's just I can't sad. wait till Antiques Roadshow comes back. It's like Kids, rape. we're going to eat off Disney plates with Disney silverware. It's like Raiders of the Lost Junk. We thought it was a big deal. Maybe there's other so people. Kathy, I understand. Do you remember back when paper, Disney had paper bags and they had that little logo across with the sailboat and the contemporary resort? I used to save every single one of those when I... But, you know. Cute. Okay. See, yep. I'm not the only one. All right, Matt. Thanks very much for calling in. Uh, our love to your parents. Bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Bye. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right. Take care. So, Walter, what about you? What's your favorite moment of the last six years? People have mentioned some that I wasn't going to mention about. You know, uh, Gaylord Palms doing the first live one. That was interesting. <clears throat> but the ones that someone has not mentioned, I think, would be the one on the dream when... Um, John and Teresa came up through the floor. I was on the Wonder. On the Wonder, yeah. John and Chris, yep, in the, uh, the Walt lift. Disney Theater where they came up on the lift. I was being a wise guy, and they asked us what we wanted to do during the show, and I said, I want to come up on the lift. And they turned around and said, okay, we could make that happen. And I thought, oh, no, I don't really want to do that. And I was like, oh. And they're scrambling, Caught. and then John and Teresa, and it was great. That was fun. No, I, I really wanted to do that. <laughs> that was. Oh, I would have died to have done that. Yeah. That would have been fantastic. The, but what was I found most interesting about it was the maze we had to go yeah. through underneath the stage to get to the point where they put us in that little cage. There were point. There were times when we had a duck. Yeah. Because the ceiling was so low, and you had to sort of get around props for the show. And then they locked me in this little cage with John. And left us alone. That was that was a terrifying moment. It's like a cage match. It was. It was <laughs> two will enter. Only one will come out. They were they were just slapping. Let's each other. Okay, it's not Thunderdome. And, and such a smooth ride. Worldwide slap fighting. It was. It was such a smooth ride up. I thought I'd be like trying, you know, falling over. And but no, it was. I thought we were big time when that happened. You know, yeah. when you're coming up through the floor, it's just like wow. <laughs> we have arrived. Awesome. That's right. Well, Teresa and John had arrived anyway. <laughs> yeah, really. I was vicariously through this. I've talked about it before. And share. <laughs> Dear Lord. The only time I've ever felt, to use your expression, big time, was at the um, Toy Story Mania party when we stood in front of Toy Story Mania and everyone walked towards us. 
that mob yeah. scene. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. was intimidating as all get out. It, it was, was like we heard people coming. The thunder coming. Yeah. yeah. The stampede. And then to watch people walk towards us. It, intimidating might be the wrong word. Humbling. Well, yeah. Well, I remember Humbling. looking behind us saying who they were coming to see. I, and Teresa and I were us. standing next to each other and we just kept looking at each other like, can you believe this? <laughs> it was... I was nine months pregnant, and I remember being worried about people wanting to touch me because I didn't really know these people, you know, like touch my belly. Because strangers do that, and it's weird. Did anybody touch you? Yes, but they asked. (laughs) Some people don't ask. Some people just like rush you, and they're like touching you, and it's like, this is my stomach. Yeah, really. It's not like, you know, it is a part of me. Wait, that was the night that Nancy Johnson was tattooing people, though, in places they shouldn't be tattooed, so she was touching people. But but I was surprised at how comfortable it actually was, you know, because I was afraid it was going to be really uncomfortable. Everybody was great. After that first rush, it was very comfortable, and as soon as people got to us, it was okay. It was that anticipation and watching people walk towards you. It, if they had had pitchforks, it could have been an unruly <laughs> Yeah, really. Yeah. Julie, what about you? What was your favorite moment? Um, mine really has to do with our, our kids. Um, they've kind of been raised on the show. like They're like the podcast children. And it's overwhelming to, I mean, like, you know, when we first, but seriously, though, they're the children of the corn or that's something. What that's thinking. what you're thinking. That's my mind I'm went. thinking she's going to ask us for tuition. Um, <laughs> getting to bring Ferris as a newborn to record was really fun for me. Like, because he was so tiny. Yeah. He was such a great baby that he could be here right yes. in my lap, feed him, whatever. But my absolute favorite moment is recently when a listener called in and told me that um, he appreciated me telling the people who felt sorry for us when Ferris was born to stuff mm-hmm. their sorries in a sack because no one had ever told me, you know, like I knew I was in the right to say that, but no one had ever like kind of validated that for me, telling me that I was in the right, right. to feel that way. But after getting pregnant with Ferris and then with Finley so quickly, um, the overwhelming response of people like wanting to give us stuff. Yeah. I mean, That's right. you know, I, most of these people we had met some of them and now we've met almost I think everyone you know it feels like that listens to the show but that's what makes me happy that people love them as much as we do and they don't even know them I mean I still get gifts today you know we got something before the podcast cruise a lady uh, her name is Kathy she made these adorable outfits for Ferris and Finley and it's one of Finley's favorite things to wear you know, and she wants to make more and she doesn't, I mean, she's not asking me to pay her for this stuff. She just wants to do it. Yeah. And it's just so overwhelming, you yeah. know? So thank you for loving my kids as much as That's I great. do. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Let's see who else we have here. Hello. Hi. Who, who's this? Kelsey from Ohio. I'm sorry. Say your name again. My name is Kelsey and I'm from Ohio. Hello, Kelsey. How are you? Oh, she's Chelsea. Great. I love you guys so much, and I listen every week. We love you, too. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, Kelsey, what was your favorite moment over the last six years? Well, I listen um, constantly, and I think my favorite stuff is... Like when I'm in the parks and I'll have a, like a moment where it's almost like on Wayne's World where they're like, and I have a flashback to a podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> this last time, my husband and I were waiting in line for a small world with our kids and it was in June. And all of a sudden, this like hideous rank smell was all through the air. And my kids were like, Mom! Dad, what is that? And I was thinking back, I think it was like in March, you guys at this podcast were like, what is with the new thing where people at the Magic Kingdom and all through the world just think they can just let loose whenever they want? And I sit there and laugh like a seventh grade boy <laughs> thinking about your podcast. It's pretty much how we behave. Yeah. Well, yeah, I understand too. I understand my father was the king of those people. Okay? Because my father. And I said that to my I said maybe Pete's dad. <laughs> it's a ghost. They're channeling my, the channeling Charlie Werner. Oh, my father was terrible I with that. It. He was terrible with that. He used to embarrass me as a kid. We'd like be walking through the mall or something, and he just would let it rip in the supermarket. It didn't matter where that man was. God rest his soul. But uh, um, it was so funny that we were laughing so hard, and I was remembering that podcast. And then I love any podcast about dining, of course. 
so every time we go anywhere, I'm like, well, they said on the podcast, and it's become a joke because my husband's like, we can go there even though they didn't talk about it on the podcast, <laughs> you know? No, you really so. can't. <laughs> Tell well, him he's wrong. Know, everybody yeah. that knows me knows that I listen and how much I love you guys. Oh, that's great. Thank that's you very great. much. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thanks very much for calling in, Kelsey. You are welcome. I just hope someday you do a medley of your rants, and I think that all of us would really appreciate that. A medley of rants. Oh, that would be, that would be interesting. <laughs> that would be Happy interesting. Happy six years. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh-huh. Take care. Bye. Bye. Mr. Magi. Um, giving this a lot of thought. And trying to think about what is it that we do and why do we do it? I mean, one of the things that we do with the travel agency is we're trying to share our passion for Disney and the Disney products with everybody. And that's the part of that job that I love. There's a lot of that job that I don't love, but that's the part that sort of keeps me going. And I thought back on the podcast the last six years, and I think the thing that really stands out for me is that I get to share what I think is cool stuff or interesting people with other people. I agree. I've, I've had the opportunity to introduce people to Marty Scalar and Bob oh. Gurr and, and Charlie Ridgway. Charlie Ridgway. Kevin and Jody. Kevin right. Daly. And do all and these really great things. Kevin and, Kidney and Jody Daly. I'll get their names out eventually. And the one that I sort of went back to and I thought this probably was the coolest moment was I sat all the way in the back of the theater when Jody Benson performed. Mm. And seeing the crowd react to her and people talking about it afterwards and how wonderful she was and what a great performance that was. I think of all those great individual moments of sharing the things that I want to experience or the people I want to meet with other people, that was the highlight of all of them, was that particular concert she did. People didn't expect that. They thought it was going to be one or two songs. I think I, I, that's what I thought as well. I remember the whole negotiation of what are you going to sing and how are we going to keep it appropriate and all that stuff? I've told this story before. We were in a rental car. We had a black Suburban with blacked out windows, and I was driving through Hollywood. We were there for an ABD, and John was negotiating with um, Jody Benson's manager, who's also her husband, and I had a very entourage moment. It was great. But I think I, I was surprised at the emotional reaction people had to that. And I have to give her credit that she led us down that road. She yeah. took us down that road and just was breathtakingly good. Yeah, she was. And then on a selfish note, there, whenever we do these things with other people, we have a dinner beforehand. We invite our guest of honor to dinner to have dinner with our group so they can see that we're not crazy. And also sort of give them uh, an idea of what they're going to expect and what right. the show is going to be. at least manageably crazy. Yeah, right. we're not dangerous crazy. Exactly. <laughs> and... Um, we've had some incredible dinners. Um, the dinner with Marty Scalar was amazing. But I think my favorite of those was Bob Gurr and Charlie Ridgway and sort of pushing back from the table and listening to those two guys reminisce. Just kind of going through a little fame bubble. Right. Reminisce about their time with Walt Disney. You could hear a pin drop in that room. Yeah. And there were, how many of us were in there? 20? Yeah. Yeah. I know was, Corey really enjoyed that dinner, yeah, too. That was it was incredible. amazing. It was incredible. So I hope I can do that going forward, continue to share that with people. Okay, speaking of Bob things. Gurr, I have a favorite moment that's just mine. We were on the podcast cruise, and I know John really well. And we were trying to uh, rehearse the Bob Gurr, uh, Charlie Ridgway speech. So John said to me, just go out in front and watch what happens. Just tell me how it looks. Tell me what we need to change. So I was out in front of the red curtain. I was in a seat, and I could hear John saying to Bob Gurr, no. No, I'm not doing that. Fine. And he comes flipping through the curtain. He goes, here's Bobby. And then walked behind the curtain. He goes, no, I'm not doing that ever again. <laughs> he had a certain way he wanted to be introduced. He wanted me to come out center stage, fling my arms apart, and say, here's Bobby. And I said, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I didn't realize I was that stern about it. Bob Gurr was amazing. However, he was a ping pong ball. He was very difficult to keep up with. Yeah, he was a very energetic man. We he explained to him that he man. had to stay in the lighted part of the stage. Because if he came forward out of the light, 
there was the edge of the stage <laughs> and the other side, no one could see him. And Bob wanted to use that whole stage. So they, the technicians finally lit up the whole stage just for him. But he was great fun to be around. Yeah. He's such a tiny little man. My favorite, he, his outfit, Castaway Key Day, when I saw him, I was just like. What was it? He had on like a cowboy sort of hat <laughs> and his swim trunks and a tank top. But they didn't quite match. And I think, he was wearing, to- I think he was wearing socks. He wanted to know. I asked him if he wanted anything special on Castaway Key Day, and he told me he wanted a mountain bike. And I thought, "Mm, it's a flat flat island, Bob. (laughs) Or rollerblades. I thought, I don't have either of those with me. (laughs) (laughs) Will a regular bike work? Yeah, a regular bike will work. Well, I I think, uh, I, I, I don't think I could ever bring it to one particular event or thing that has happened over the last six years. Uh, there are a few that stand out for me. Um, in particular, getting ready to do the first roundtable show stands out to me. How nervous we were. And when I go back and listen, I can hear that. And I can almost refeel it. So every once in a while I do that just to remember that there was a time that I didn't feel comfortable behind the mic and doing this. And those are usually the days where I don't want to do it anymore. But uh, I, I know it was very controversial, and a lot of people got upset with us. But uh, one of the clearly for me the funniest moment ever on this show was Costa Guadalajara. I agree. And almost I, ca- you couldn't catch your breath. No, we were laughing. So, I mean, I don't know that we have ever laughed that hard on this show, and it was. I mean, it was. I realize some people found the, the humor was off color, and I appreciate that. Uh, being here in the room when it happened, as it unfolded, again, unscripted. Nobody pl- came in planning to do it. It just kind of it's the way it went. And I will never forget, you know, when I can't catch my, when I'm laughing so hard I can't catch my breath, that's a good laugh. That's a good laugh. Life isn't full of enough of those moments, in my opinion. But uh, the Jody Benson concert, uh, having Jody Benson sing a medley of Gershwin songs to my mother for her 80th birthday, uh, definitely, definitely a highlight. Uh, and, and honestly, just getting, you know, kind of piggybacking on what John was talking about, being able to create something like this, kind of envision it, put it together, and then bring such wonderful and talented people into it and watch it just go. Just watch it go. You kind of plant the seed, you plant the spark, and there it goes. And that has been such a great part of this whole experience for me. I mean, it makes me feel really good to know that we can do something like this and have it impact our lives so positively as well as for some of the people who listen to us, I mean, I get emails all the time. I mean, people always mention about when I came back from rehab and I talked about, I was honest about that. Um, I, I get that. I get that mentioned to me a lot. I get that mentioned to me a lot, how people appreciated that. And, you know, even for a few of them, it uh, sparked a conversation about their own addictions. And I get asked, I was asked recently why I did that. Why did I share that particular story because that's what we do i mean we don't share every horrible detail of our lives but well that was also a big moment you know how do you explain someone not being there he's gone for three weeks yeah right i mean you can't sort of gloss over that and go you know he's back from the spa (laughs) (laughs) spa. (laughs) treatment you know i mean you have to deal with that stuff honestly or you have to then not deal with anything honestly. And that was going to be, you know, to have glossed over that, you know, three-week absence or uh, to have made up a story. I mean, I told you guys to say, you know, I was away on family business, which was not exactly a lie. But, uh, you know, when I came back, I decided that, you know, I was not, I don't think there was ever really a question in my mind that I was going to say it. But the fact that people appreciated that and that even years later I still get, People asking me about that or or commenting about that means a lot to me. That was a big moment for me on the show. That required a lot of personal accountability. And, uh, you know. 
I think one of the things that amazes me is that I don't think any time that we've been doing this that we thought this was going to survive. That our shows were kind of ephemeral. We did it and they were gone. At least that's how I looked at right. it. I never expected them to be revisited. They have a very I, long shelf life. Yeah. And that I, I, it doesn't surprise me now that people are doing it. It surprised me when I first learned of it that they weren't ephemeral that they were going to remain there and people would go back and listen to them more than once. That kind of, it put a new emphasis on what we did. It kind of brought it around full circle to say that, okay, we have to be more aware of what we do because they do, they do survive and they do stay out there and people do revisit them. And that's just kind of made me more, they also again, more appreciative. You know, while we're having fun and we're joking or, you know, talking about Disney, something we love. We also talk about the things in, that are going on in our lives that are poignant to other people. Yep. Corey and Julie trying to have a baby, Pete going to rehab. I mean, things like this that I think touch other people's lives. Because everyone deaths. has something that they are dealing with, no mm. matter how big or how small. You know, it's something I like. There's something that people say all the time, you know. When you are dealing with someone face to face, you know, if you don't know them personally, always remember that everybody's going through something. Yep. Be nice to each other, you know, because not everyone is, and it's it's nice. And I can't take, think I can't think of a better way to close the show than on that sentiment. I think that's a great way to uh, to close. And with that, thanks very much, everybody, for six great years. Here's to many, many more. We appreciate your listening. We appreciate your support, your friendship. And I promise, I promise you keep listening and we'll keep talking. (laughs) And that will do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Take care, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn woods.